Shall we begin? Let us begin. Hello, Paris. Hello, Fleen. I have missed you so much. (laughs) I've missed you too. It's been a while since we've recorded because I've been moving across the country. Um, And here I am in Pittsburgh. We drove 3,000 miles across the United States from Oregon to Pennsylvania. And now I'm here. And it's different. It's really cool. I mean, I've never lived in a city before, so it's really neat to get to do that. But um, one major difference is the <laughs> the temperature and the humidity. I've never experienced humidity in Oregon. We just don't really have it there. But here, it's thick. And it's like walking through soup. Like, <laughs> it's just so hot and wet outside. Um like, I think all the, the time. difference is like, because it's humid in or I don't know. My hair tells me that it was hu- humid in Oregon. <laughs> okay, um, but I think the difference is, is it's also cold. So it's it's cold soup, which just feels like rain. <laughs> yeah, so we get a lot of that. Soup. So I'm probably just used to the the wet dampness of right. it all. But like, it's and it's it's cold wet dampness. Or you're right. But like here, it's just. It feels like you're wading through chowder at, <laughs> at all times. Uh, and it's it's wet. I mean, like, when we were moving in, our apartment is on the second floor of our building, and we, like, had to haul in all of our stuff from the U-Haul, and we were both just, like, melting by the time that we had moved everything in. It was quite the process, but... I believe it. Yeah. yeah. That does not sound yeah. fun. Uh, when we moved here in to Arizona, sorry, I just woke up like 15 minutes ago, so I'm oh. like, where am <laughs> yeah. I? And I've been awake for, for four hours, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, when we moved here, um, we were lucky enough to have a moving company because um, my boyfriend, uh, words are hard, wow. It's 9 a.m., okay. Fallon, come on, get it's it together. Right. You're get fine. <laughs> His his job paid for us to move here. So we yeah. had a big old semi driven by this dude named John and his son who almost destroyed all of our things. Because well, the he way carried they packed like, your stuff. They like carried our like they would carry like our TV on their backs. Like one dude would just carry it on his back, like running down like he would like Naruto run. Through our living room with, like, our valuables on his back. And he would, like, toss it in the semi. And then we would just, like, hope that it would show up in a couple weeks. So we we stayed. And then it didn't. And then it didn't. And we just waited. (laughs) So we just stayed in our empty apartment with, like, a mattress on the floor in the living room. Whatever we could bring in our... It was a mattress pad because we drove here in my, like, tiny little Nissan. And, um, yeah, so we just, like, waited for John and John Jr. to come. And finally they did. And I'm so thankful that, like, (laughs) even though they, like, banged up some of our shit, um, I would not want to have to move in Arizona. Like, God bless people who work outside in this state because it's so hot. Dude. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram story, I think it was like yesterday, maybe it was the day before, but 
he posted that it was like 10 p.m. and 110 degrees outside. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, um, it, it was like 101, I think. Oh, like still. <laughs> but I mean, you know, 110 in the day, but it doesn't get cooler. Like last night, like every night since then, it is like capped off at 100 in the evening. Like it yeah. does not go below 100. So there's kind of no escape. Yeah. And I live with a bear. So <laughs> he's just drenched. He's just drenched in sweat all the time. <laughs> and he also refuses to get his AC fixed in his car. Um, so, like, it's broken. He, like, he what has the- no AC. And so he comes home with, like, just, just wet. And he, like, rolls up <laughs> and he's like, hi. And I'm like, get it fucking fixed dude like you are nordic (laughs) you will not survive this much longer this cannot be good for you like i at least kind of enjoy the torture a little bit but man like casper is just not built for that kind of weather not he's built for the snow and for the mountains (laughs) okay not the desert well i experienced heat like i had never experienced before on our trip I mean, I I always say, like, oh, I love the sunshine. I like the heat. And I Mm -hmm. appreciate it because we so rarely get it in Oregon that, like, Oregon summers are beautiful and great. And I love them while they're there. And then they're gone. And I like the rain, too. But I I always appreciate the summer while we have it. So I like the heat. But we went camping in um, Arches National Park, which is in Utah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, like, right I don't know if it's technically in Moab or right outside of Moab, but Moab is this town that's adjacent to the park, and the park is really cool. It's beautiful. There are all these gorgeous, crazy rock formations that you've never seen anything like it before except for the Cars ride at Disneyland. Um, (laughs) And we were driving around, and I was like, this is just like the Cars ride. Owen Wilson, is that you? (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, we camped in the park. And during the day, it was like 109. So we're like walking around yeah, uh, the desert. It looks like 109 and there's no shade literally anywhere. And we had my backpack, which had water in it. So we were fine. Like we were staying really hydrated. Um, it was just like really hot. And we both got the like um, like raccoon, like purple raccoon eyes because our <laughs> skin was so hot. Uh and so we're like, oh, God, we just can't wait for the sun to go down so we can finally have some cool. Well, the sun went down and the heat just didn't go anywhere. And we, our campsite was right right next to the, um, was it the what river was that? Was that the Ohio River? No, that was the Colorado River. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was the Colorado River. Our campsite was right next to it. So we're like, okay, well, maybe it'll get cooler next to the water. Well, nope, it did not. And we, it stayed like, it was like 102, like the whole night. And we're camping. So we're in this tent and we don't have any fans and we didn't have the rain cover on. So we're trying to get like some sort of breeze, but there isn't a breeze. So it's just like stagnant, hot air. Gotcha. And I just slept nude on top of my sleeping bag. That's what you have to do. Like, I think that's a big misconception because I have not seen evidence of this, but people are like, yeah, it gets really hot in the desert, but at night it gets really cold in the desert. No. And I'm like, no, it does not, bitch. 
There is no chill. <laughs> Desert has no chill whatsoever. So maybe uh-huh. in the winter, like it'll be hot during the day and then it'll cool down. But yeah. um, I have not seen such evidence. Like I know. That's what we were expecting, too. I was like, okay, well, I've got my coat because I hear it gets really chilly at night. No, <laughs> bitch. I did not need that. It was so fucking hot. I have never been that hot before. I didn't know that my body could experience that kind of heat and live, but I made it through. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Congrats. I'm really happy that you survived. Um, Thanks. Yeah, because, like, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. I don't, this is, like, this is the worst state, in my opinion, to be, like, <laughs> homeless in, just, like, oh. weather-wise. Oh, yeah. Because, like, these homies are out here just, like, hanging out at the bus stop. They are dusty. Man, they're, yeah. I just, it, it makes me so sad <laughs> to see I laugh to keep from weeping. Like, it just, it seems so hardcore. Like, these are leathery, yeah. leathery folks. Well, um, I thought the same thing when I was in, when I went to school in Wyoming, in Laramie, right? It's, mm. like, it gets so fucking cold there. And I don't know which one would be worse. Like, being homeless in the extreme heat or being homeless in the severe, like, bitter cold. Because, yeah. I mean, you can die in both. And, like, there are hundreds of people each year that do die, like, from cold, like, exposure. Like, homeless people, they die, like, every year mm-hmm. because of that, which is just fucking awful and tragic. Yeah. But that's, like, a whole other topic. But, ah, I don't know which one would be worse, like, being in the extreme heat or the extreme cold. That's a fun it's... game of privilege to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Which will you survive? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm happy to be back. I've missed you terribly. I love you so much, and I would, I think I'd die without our podcast. I think I'd die. I know. What what have you been up to while I've been on this this, uh, adventure across the country? So, I have been reading uh, of Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout, which I <laughs> refuse to believe is her god-given that's like, name. That's like my fake writer name is Rachel Fingertroth. <laughs> Jennifer Armentrout and Rachel Fingertroth, their new duo novel yeah. <laughs> of smells and sparks. <clears throat> that's pretty good. Of sniffs and whiffs. <laughs> <laughs> of smells <coughs> and smooches. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me, choking on plum. Uh, yeah, so I've <laughs> just been hanging out, uh, living my, you know, quarantine lifestyle. I'm going to become a notary, notary public. Uh, I don't really know what that means. You sign shit You're going to become people. a notary? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, what an honor. It's quite prestigious to be a notary. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Like, you really hold the balance of some people's, like, well-being in your hands. Because, like, you can't get shit done in, unless you have it notarized sometimes, which I think is the most ridiculous thing. Like, oh, this is an official document because someone who has a certificate that they're a notary signed this. They got to pay me, bitch. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. So, uh, yeah, I work for a process server, and he was like, hey, do you want to become a process server? I'll pay for it. 
uh, and then you can just like pay me back in jobs. And I was like, mm, how about a notary? And he's like, oh, you should definitely become a notary. And then I Googled it and people are out here making a shit ton of money. Um, especially if they're like sign on agents for like, like mortgages and like loan, loan signing agents are making buku bucks. And so I was like, sign me up. It fit all my criteria uh, of like what I'd like in a job, which are like flexible hours, lots of money, like my, being my own boss essentially, and then like being able to wear whatever I want. Because like you want to look professional, but like I could roll up with like a little bit of midriff and like I don't think anyone would give a fuck. Um, <laughs> They might enjoy it. Sexy Notary oh, yeah. by Flame. Um, yeah, yeah that, that'll be on your business card. <laughs> like, Sexy I will notary. sign your paper and wear a crop top while I do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Enjoy your new house with your wife. God. Oh my God. I no well, I think that sounds like a perfect job for you. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's the latest. You're moving. You're you've moved in. Yes, we've moved in. We're here in our apartment in Pittsburgh. Um, our apartment building is definitely quirky. Uh, we have uh, our apartment building like we have an apartment that kind of leans to the left. <laughs> um, it's got swags. <laughs> Yeah, so if you drop, like, if you were to put a bouncy ball on the floor, it would just roll to one side of the room. And so hanging things has been quite the challenge because, like, it will hang something and it will be level, but you'll take a step back and, like, the wall, (laughs) like, is at an angle. So it doesn't look level, even though it is. It's because, like, the wall is sinking. Um, So it's kind of funny. It's It reminds me of, like... There's this theme park in Oregon called Enchanted Forest, and Mm -hmm. they have this, like, wonky house that has all of these weird angles, and, and, like, it's kind of an optical illusion, and you walk through it, and and you're, like, walking at a, like, 45-degree angle, and, like, that's what... That's what this apartment is, <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, it's it's been really like fun to move in. It's our first apartment together, just the two of us without roommates. So mm. it's been really nice to have, and we have furniture that we you know bought from IKEA and online, and it's been you know it's been nice making it cozy. So I do like it a lot, and it definitely has character. But it's kind of hilarious to walk through the bathroom door and like one side of it is like very clearly like four inches higher than the other side of the door and they cut the door because doors are you know they're like level and square and well they're like rectangular but they they they're equal you know equidistant on the top and the bottom but they like cut it at an angle to fit the shape of the door so the door frame yeah if that makes any sense it's like it it looks hilarious that's hilarious well i'm very happy that you like it enough to like you like it enough you know and that yeah. you have your first place i cannot under i cannot uh, uh, not underestimate i i cannot express enough how awesome it is to not have any fucking roommates dude like <laughs> not having anybody else to like i don't know because like my roommates were not like my homies you know i, know. I feel like 
for you guys, like, not all of them, but a lot of your roommates, like, Cooper for some times, you know, like, even though he's a little messy sometimes, like, he's still your friend, and you still yeah. party together, and you're like, oh, Cooper's here. How nice. I didn't really give a fuck about most of my roommates. I mean, like, we were cool, <laughs> we were friends, but, like, I was just equally happy being by myself um, or with Casper, and so not having to deal with anyone else's dishes but like my beloveds is just an upgrade in life wow i feel the same way it's so nice it's so nice i mean we don't have a dishwasher or a garbage disposal so everything we wash has to be by hand yeah but i mean like it's you're right though there's totally like an accountability aspect to it where it's like oh those are my dishes or they're brady's so like i don't mind washing them but right just the fucking worst to like come home from like a day of work or whatever you're doing and you're like that's my pan in the sink and I don't know which one of my roommates used it but they didn't clean it like that kind of stuff drives me insane or like la 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 I'm gonna do my laundry and then you open up the the washing machine (laughs) and it's just fucking full of like someone else's axe smelling like (laughs) detergent like m- mildewy ass laundry yeah. and, and they've left like, it in there for like four hours so it's like smells like- <laughs> yeah dude yeah absolutely absolutely not so um yeah. we've we you know we're coming up in life paris we're coming up <laughs> and it feels good feels it right. does feel good and yeah i mean it definitely has it's it's funny little quirks but i'm learning to love it um we just can't, like, put any shelves in the walls, which is, like, the number one thing I am the most upset about because mm. I really want to put my books um, somewhere because they're just, like, in boxes right now. But the walls are either concrete um, or, like, 100% drywall. And oh, we can't – we bought drywall screws, but those even just, like, rip out of the wall when you try to put a shelf on it. So we have to find, like, a, a solution – Maybe like a bookshelf somewhere in in some corner that's not being occupied, but we will figure it out. So yes, it's good. It's just just like something that we have to you know discover and figure out together, which has been fun. So mm, yeah, I love that. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. So shall we discuss some fantasy? Is it fantasy time? Yes, it is. It's fantasy time. Let's do it. Do you like boys with wings, or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters? Like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome, and weebs will take you to episode i learned that as per is actually grammatically incorrect and it's just per uh which i didn't know per our last episode 
We mm-hmm. were supposed to be reading Of Blood and Ash by mm-hmm. Jennifer Armentrout. Uh, do you want to tell the folks why you have not read it, besides the fact you moved across the country? Yeah, uh, I read, like, the first couple chapters, like, late at night before we moved. Um, and I don't really remember much because I was really tired. But I was reading it on my Kindle, which I put into my backpack and I was planning on reading it as we drove across the country. Uh, little did I know that the times that I wasn't driving, I would be sleeping. I really didn't have much time where I was awake in the car if I wasn't the person driving. Because um, it was a really long trip. And when you're driving through Kansas, you don't really want to see just fields of, of nothing. So sleeping is a good option. But uh, we had my Kindle in the backpack. And then when we were in the Arches National Park. We wanted to take my backpack because it's a camel pack. It has like the water jug thing in it. And we wanted to take it to hike around the park. So Brady, my boyfriend, took out my books and we think my Kindle at that time, but we have not um, seen my Kindle since. We've like searched my car and the glove box and all of the boxes that we brought into the house or our apartment and and it's not anywhere to be found right now. Uh, so I'm pretty devastated because I really like my Kindle and I do use it um, often. And I use it to like read books that I can't find in the bookstore, but I, I don't have the book anymore because I don't have my Kindle, so I can't read it, uh, which sucks. A tragedy. So if you're listening and want to donate a Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, HMU, I would love. Kindle Kindle Fire would be great. Uh, Yeah, let me know. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, So, yeah, so it's just me, just me reading this book. And I have to say, Paris, you probably don't remember the first couple of chapters because they weren't that memorable. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Well, tell me your experience. Okay. So here comes a spoiler. So don't be mad. We've warned you. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. Uh, this book, Of Blood and Ash, stars our girl, Poppy. Poppy is uh, the maiden of the kingdom. Uh, the details are a little fuzzy. I wasn't, so I'm going to try and articulate the best I can. But the maiden uh, essentially is this chick who does not get touched or talked to. She's like hella isolated because she's being groomed to be like uh, homies with the gods. Now there are other people who are homies with the gods and they are called the ascended. And so at some point in their lives, like on their fucking 18th birthday, I don't remember, uh, they like go through this ritual and then they like become immortal. Uh, And so they're vampire style, like they stay whatever age they're at. And then over time, they, like, lose their kind of humanity and, like, their eyes start to get, like, really dark colored. Um, And anyway, that's not important. But, yeah, so she is the maiden. So Poppy is living a life of isolation in this castle. And Poppy is like, I want to go party. So the first couple (laughs) chapters, she rolls up to, like, this place, this kind of club, this, like, 
nightclub, bar, poetry slam place called the Red Pearl. Basically, it's like a brothel, but like for everyone. Uh, and she's like playing cards with homies and she wears a mask. So normally when she's out, she wears a veil over her head. So like no one can see her identity. And when she's out, she wears a mask over her eyes. And, um, so she's playing cards and then she sees like her, one of her personal guards, like her kind of father figure after her parents were murdered. So now she's taken care of by this guard named Victor who is distinguishable by his blonde hair and blue eyes. More on that later. Uh, and uh, uh, he rolls up and she's like, oh, no, it's Victor. He's going to see me and then I'm going to get in trouble. And so she's pulled aside by this lady uh, who's like, hey. Oh, yeah. She's like peeking into this other room and she's like watching people grind and fuck. And she's like, oh, my God, it's so wow. crazy. And then she, yeah, I know, seriously, like. Uh, and then she's pulled aside by this lady who works there and she's all hot and she's like, Hey, um, you should go because like someone's here to like ruin your fun. And she was like, Oh shit, it's Victor. So she like alerts her. So she's like a seer or like a psychic or whatever. And she's like, you should go upstairs to this empty room. <laughs> and, um, so she goes upstairs to escape in this empty room. She like is in this dark bedroom essentially. And uh, then she hears, like, a, dark, a deep, chocolatey voice is how she describes this person's <laughs> voice as deep, like, rich chocolate, um, which was, I don't know, just disgusting to me. But I'm also not a huge chocolate fan. Um, and so, of course, it's Hawk, the hot new transfer guard that she's been watching train and because she's wearing someone else's cloak that she stole, he mistakes her for his fuck buddy. And so because she doesn't want to be discovered and because she came here to have some fun, she like lets him fondle her. And then he's like, who are you? And she's like, how did you know it wasn't the girl? And he's like, because she normally doesn't shut the fuck up. And she's like, oh, crazy. And so they, like, have witty banter. And he's like, I'm so intrigued by you. And then he's like, basically, like, you should let me love you. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. Girl, let me love you. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, but then he, like, gets interrupted by his friend. And he's like, damn it. So they're making out. And he's, like, rubbing up on her. And she's like, this is the best. Um, but then uh, they get cock blocked and one of his guard buddies is like, Hey, we got to go. And he's like, all right. Uh, but he's like, wait for me, princess. And she's like, uh, okay. But she doesn't wait for him. She, she eats at it. Uh, fast forward. We find out that Poppy, whose real name is Penelope, which I thought was cool. is an interesting name. Not Penelope, Penelope, um, Penelope. Penelope. At least that's how I read it. I don't know. You could have pronounced it as Penalef, for all I know. Uh, Pilaf. <laughs> uh, Our girl, Rice Pilaf. <laughs> Rice Pilaf. And her sidekick, Risotto. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, basically... Uh, Penelope is not living the high life. She, uh, lives under the care of the Duke and Duchess of this castle place. 
And uh, the Duke is, like, hella abusive. So he will, like, pull her into his office and, like, beat the shit out of her. So there was, like, some... I didn't didn't get that far. So I I only got to the part where they, like, smooch, and then that's about as far as I got. Right, right, right. So, and I I have not finished the book, and I don't intend to. Um, So (laughs) these are, like, kind of mild spoilers. So, and there's, it's suggested that, like, she's scared of the Duke and that she's, like, you know, the things he does to me. He basically, like, beats her with a cane, and then, like, another lord likes to watch. Um, So it's, like, that, yeah. So, uh, then her, uh, an attack is made on her life. Now, there's some, like, evil forces out there in the world. Uh, there are these creatures that come out at night, uh, in what they call the mist. And, like, this mist, uh, shrouds all these kind of zombies, essentially. Um, and they go out and they have, like, this voracious hunger for human flesh, um, and they were humans before, so they could like turn people and then, you know, if they get bit, then after a while they turn into them and then they kill people and it, it spreads. Uh, so the city is protected by what's called the rise and all the cities have their own version of like this big wall where the guards will attack, you know, they will defend against the mist. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this evil lord, the dark one, who's like, is he returning? Is he coming? And there's... Blah, blah, blah. So there's, like, all this extra shit, which, like, would be cool, but, like, for some reason, I just didn't care. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the gist. Uh, there's, like, an attempt made on her life, but because Victor trained her, she was able to defend herself. But in the... While that happened, her, like, her personal guard gets killed. And so, can you guess who her replacement is? Is it Hawk? Hottie Hawk. Oh, my. Well, good. Uh, Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, that's the gist of it. So, Fallon, why didn't it do it for you? Why were you not feeling passionate about this book? Thank you for asking. (laughs) So, the things I did like about the book... Um, I liked that she, I liked that she wasn't afraid to make me uncomfortable. Um, which like I appreciate in a book because I like to feel all the feelings. Gotta make me feel all of it. And like the whole like, you know, being beaten behind closed doors was like stressful. And, um, the, like getting in trouble for things that aren't your fault. Uh, that kind of thing. Like that really makes me mad. So like she did evoke emotion from me which I appreciated and Mm -hmm. she was fairly bold with like her first like romantic encounter so I felt excited and based off of the fan art I've seen if I read further I'm sure I will be rewarded with something more but like at this point I don't give a fuck about them (laughs) so it doesn't really matter like I'll just like I'll just like go on porn up if I really want like that you know what I mean like um If I really wanted something like that. So um, (laughs) those were like the things that I liked. I liked that uh, she was kind of bold as an author in that sense. But the thing that hit me right off the bat that I think started um, us off on the wrong foot was uh, how she writes black people. Um, And so... The woman who uh, we first meet that is a darker skin is the seer. And she's, like, described as, like, 
beautiful with rich dark skin and and curls tumbling down her back which is like you know sounds lovely um but that character did not matter at all like maybe the seer shows up later in the book and i just you know i'm being impatient but like there was no like that i don't know i'm halfway in and there's no like mention of her there's no like nothing's happening and now that I'm saying this like my gut tells me that later on she will show up again um mm-hmm. but it was just like just this I was stopped by this beautiful black woman was was like what the book says <laughs> and I was like okay cool great moving on then we meet Poppy's main companion slash friend Tawny and Tawny is also a beautiful rich, darker skin with curls, with a thick mass of curls that like to sprout out and refuse to be contained by the top knots that Tawny has. And Tawny is just like this one-dimensional, like, just like, mm-hmm. she, she's sweet and supportive, and it's just like, yeah, Poppy, you're beautiful, and you can do anything you want. And she's like, I'm just really excited about the right coming up because I like to party. And she and Poppy go on adventures, but like she knows she doesn't go on the adventures that we are reading about in the story. And so she's like, just like the sidekick that wants to party with Poppy, but Poppy has decided not to inform Tawny of like all of the details. She informs Tawny of like most of them, but she leaves a lot of things blank. And like, even though she's written as, like, this wonderful, like, companion to Poppy, she also, like, Poppy is always second-guessing their friendship. She's, like, uh, like, Tani's, like, doing all these nice things for her and is, like, really sweet and kind and supportive. And Poppy's, like, she's just saying that because we, she has to be my friend. We're not actually friends. And she, like, is afraid to, like, use the F word friend with Tani and shit like that, like, I don't know. I was like, how disrespectful. And so it just, it was uh, like black best friend syndrome. Um, yeah. Was, that, uh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that makes me think of what we talked about um, previously. I don't know, remember which podcast episode it was but we talked about like I said I hate it in books when they have like a best friend character or a friend side character and they don't have any depth to them other than the fact that they're like oh are you gonna take that boy to the football game (laughs) like that kind of shit like it's just like they're there like simply to to like have an interaction with the main character and nothing else beyond that. Like it, yes. and that shit drives me crazy. Cause like, if you're going to include a character that, you know, like has interactions with my main character more than like just a passing, you know, one time, like I want to know, I want to know their backstory. I want to know what their character traits are. I want, I want meat to them. I hate it when it's just like a friend character who's simply there to say like, ooh, that boy is making googly eyes at you. I just think it's so dumb. Yes, yes, I agree. And like you see this a lot in like movies and TV shows too that where I, it, consciously or unconsciously, which I think half the time it is not unconscious, it's a decision that is made to have a character that is like the, the black sidekick. So it's like, look, 
we're being inclusive and diverse, but it's not about that character. It's always to aid the white protagonist. And like, that could be like, you know, you could look at that as me being nitpicky, but it's not like if you're going to include, I think no matter what the color of your characters are, they should all have depth. But especially if you're going to make such an effort to include, um, the physical representation of those characters, then like you need to back it up. And, you know, Sarah J. Mass was guilty of this in her first series in Throne of Glass, her black bestie, Nehemia, fucking killed herself in order to get Aelin to do shit, which is just nuts. Like, I will never get over that. Um, I think that was dumb as fuck because Nehemia was like this badass rebellion. She was like basically like um, the OAC of like the Sarah J. Mass world. You know, um, and so it just <sighs> anyway. So the, no, I, the... I I read yes. that book too. I mean, I haven't finished that series, but mm-hmm. I read I read that. I read the first two. No, maybe I read the first three. I don't know. Anyways, I I remember that, and I was pissed when that happened too because it doesn't. I felt like it made no sense, like why she would do that. I, I just feel I felt like she didn't need to die. That, exactly. That's how I felt. And then like Aelin just spends all this time. She's just like, I'm just so upset that Nehemia died. She died because of me. Oh, this is what she wanted. And I was like, why would any like, yeah, Aelin's cool. But if she's not taking action and responsibility for her lineage, why would Nehemia even fucking bother with her? And like, I get it that a God was like, Nehemia, you need to help her out. And he was like, well, you're literally a god. So like, okay, cool. But like to kill herself, like that is not helpful to die. Like a martyr is useless. So, um, yeah, I was not, not chill about that. And another thing that really made it evident in this book in a blood and ash was, uh, the third time that a black person was mentioned was just offhandedly like, She's going into the, the office where she gets the shit beat out of her. And there were two guards. She was like, there are two guards. And the dark-skinned guard went to open the door for us. And my beef is not that she pointed out the dark skin. It's that she never talked about anybody else's skin tone throughout the book. Mm-hmm. She didn't talk about so hers. Sounds- she didn't talk about <laughs> Hawks. She didn't talk about... Like, maybe Victor, because he's, like, older and, like, you know, sun-weathered. We love a good tan white person in fantasy mm-hmm. because no one else could be pale, except for the bad guys. <laughs> True. What were you going to say, Paris? Well, it just sounds like the author is, like, peppering in these, like, little characters who are people of color to, like, appease the the readers and be like, no, look, I'm progressive. See, my books have people of color in them but it's like if your characters that are people of color have no depth you're just putting them in there simply because of their skin tone and you're trying to like appease the fan base and say that oh I'm on your side like that is so fucking disingenuous and like does not does not serve the 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 point at all if that makes sense does that make sense yes 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 exactly yeah that I hate that shit because it's it's so 
fake and it, 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 it's pointless. And I think a lot of people, like, especially fancy authors, like they're not trying to do that. I think it's all like, I think a lot of it is subconscious. Like I'm sure if, uh, Armin Trout was listening and she, she would be like, well, that was not my fucking intention. What are you talking about? But like subconsciously, like to, it is looking at things through a white lens, which is fine because you're white. Like I get it. But also like, I think you need to be like, who was her editor? Who was reading this shit and was like, oh, that looks great. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just, uh, it's 2020. And as a black reader, I ask y'all to uh, do a little bit better. So that was like the, the overarching thing that just like kept bothering me. Um, I didn't mind Poppy as a protagonist. I thought she was cool. Poppy has like some, she has like scarring on her face. And so she is always like, um, there was like the overarching theme of like, women are more than their appearances. Even though that wasn't like explicitly stated, the Duke who abuses her is like, oh, such a shame. One half of your face is a masterpiece and the other half is a disgrace. Um, and so like, this, this discussion on, like, beauty and, like, her, you know, chewed up left side or right side of her face. But then Hawk, of course, is like, she's as gorgeous on one side as she is the other. And uh, he, like, sees her for the first time and is like, she's so beautiful. And then she, like, goes out and fights on the rise and he catches her and she's like, he's like, you're so, you're magnificent. You're amazing. And it's like, again, like she's a badass, but like the one dude, the one hot dude is like, I am in awe of you. You're amazing. No other dude has felt like that towards her question mark. It's the stupidly hot guy that everyone wants to hang out with. It's like, it's really? like exactly it's like edward cullen all the girls want him he's so mysterious and he's got that hair (laughs) and and bella swan who has no social skills at all whatsoever is the one literally and it's nothing going for her (laughs) whatsoever (laughs) at all But she stutters and she fumbles over her words and, and, and doesn't really know what to say. And he just, he loves that. Not to say that people who have stutters are not lovable. Not at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that but her character is she, like, why does he, I, it's because she smells good. It's because she smells good, dude. It's because she yeah. smells good. He did not mention how she smells, although she mentioned how he smells. Um, <laughs> of course, classic. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, oh, your scent, like, oh, it's like heroin. I'm like an addict. I just want to eat you. And she's like, oh my God, that's so hot. And like, when I was 13 and I read that, I was like, oh, this is the sexiest thing I've ever experienced. Actually, I feel like I was younger than that. I might have been like 11 when I read the Twilight series. Yeah, and it was popular when I think I was in like sixth grade. Yeah, that's when I read it in sixth okay. grade. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) But, like, I get get it. But, man, yeah. So, it just, um, this book was full of empty holes. And, like, I I was, like, before we did this podcast, I was, like, I'm not going to be one of those people who's just, like, negging books. But here I am, (laughs) negging books. 
Um, and I, it hurts me because I think of all the shitty reviews I've read of like Sarah J. Mass's books. And I'm like, you people don't know good literature when you say it. Um, but it's like all about perspective and art is subjective and like, whatever. If I didn't like this book, plenty of other people <laughs> did. I just don't know how I got such high ratings, but maybe, well, cause all the ambitions, why? No offense. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause like they, those people weren't looking at that they weren't noticing that they were like oh wonderful she includes beautiful black people i love black people they are beautiful next page like that is probably what went through the like 95 percent of the like brains of people that read this book yeah but for me it was just like such a glaring sore of just like like poppy thinks that guy is hot too if poppy's so hot why isn't he into her why wouldn't poppy be a little bit jealous or like, Are you talking about the best friend, not Oh, not shit. You're so right. Tawny. I meant Tawny. Yeah. Tawny. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, like, what? Why wouldn't Tawny be, like, a little bit jealous that Poppy is getting, you know, fawned over by her hot new guard? Or, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, just some semblance of realism. Like Just some depth to some her character. depth at <laughs> all anything. Like, yeah. she saw Tawny as someone that needed to be, like, sheltered. And, like, it just, yeah. so, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a hot 2.5 out of 5. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's higher than I thought you would have rated it. Okay, I'm going to give it a 2. It like- yeah, I mean, I'm not going to finish reading it. So. But then, yeah, then why are you, you don't need okay. to give it 2.5. Okay, I'm going to give it a 1 for me not a zero okay this is not a zero uh for me personally i mean like for most people i feel like they're like five out of five but i've i'm I'm just not even gonna finish yeah and i mean like of the like two chapters that i read and don't remember uh i'll give it a a half star because i don't remember much about reading it (laughs) so so uh we're at 0.75 out of five we're not looking too good on the average so yeah (laughs) sorry uh but you know what i i did start um i did start reading a court of thorns and roses again last night because we had talked about rereading the series and i haven't read them since i originally read them really talked about them a lot and so yeah no i haven't i have I read them once all the way through, and I haven't picked them up since. Um, I mean, I've read a lot of, like, fan fiction and memes and (laughs) looked at a lot of fan art. So I feel like it's still, like, a big part of my life, like, on a daily basis because I get all of these, like, memes on Instagram about it. But I haven't reread them since I I read them a couple years ago. So I I, uh, picked up the book last night, which is so fun to read from because it's the copy that you got me for my birthday which is the collector's edition hell yeah it's like fancy black box with all this like gold artwork on it and it has this gorgeous like red velvet string attached to it so you can put the book in and like pull the book out with the strings it's just Mm. it's it's beautiful and it's such a treat to get to read um that book in in that form like it's just it's it the weight of it is good you know I like to actually read from a book um I I I it's just wonderful it's such a good gift but I I was rereading it and I forgot like how cruel Feyre's family 
Um, yeah, Nesta's like how, a how, how bitch. They are. Like, yeah, Nesta's the worst. Like, I knew she was like, um, kind of uppity and always looked down her nose at Feyre, but I forgot like how just mean uh, they are, and they they don't help her at all, and they just kind of treat her like shit. And I've I've forgotten that. Yeah. Because, like, that changes when you, you know, read the novels. You have a different perspective by the mm-hmm. end. But I, yeah, it's just, it's fun to reread them. So uh, I cannot wait. I do not own any of the books. So I have been debating my purchase. So I looked at, so I was going to buy them off of Bloomsbury because that was the only way that I could guarantee I'd get the right covers because I want to buy the new, like, the whole set and the brand new covers. We talked about this before, but I agree with you that I think it's more my style to have mm-hmm. the whole set as one big powerful unit with matching covers. So um, (laughs) I'm really excited. But when I, when I looked at it like last month, I should have fucking bought them when I, when I looked because they were on sale. Um, And so now they're like, you know, 20 bucks each, which I'm Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) my cash is just dwindling away, but I'm still going to fucking buy them. So I'm just going to look for like the cheapest option to get what I need to get because I want physical copies and then I will, um, read them with you. So I'm going to get them. Huh? I'm going to order them today or order the first one at least today. Yes. Are you ordering them in hardcover or hell yeah. Paperback? Yeah. Hardcover. If you're going to like invest and get yourself a set, you should get hardcover. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, uh, soft, <laughs> soft cover makes me mad. It just like bothers me. It just like irritates me. Uh, and I, I feel like it's, yeah, no, no, no. I know it's such a ridiculous thing to be mad about because it's like I should be lucky to even just have this book and be able to read in the first place but I also kind of get caught up in those things where I'm like I don't like reading from paperbacks because they don't keep their shape and the the covers curl back and I hate that but like also at the same time I'm like god damn it Paris just be thankful you know how to read like oh yes yes (laughs) this is true and you know if we were in a a dire situation we would be grateful for whatever book and you know those books would become even more magical but we are not in dire situations right now we're doing pretty good and um, mm-hmm. we are working with our, within our circumstances just like everyone else. And if they were to change, we would adapt. And if yes. we were to climb up in status, we would adapt. We would then be mad that our books weren't signed personally. <laughs> our hardcover God, books weren't signed. <laughs> I, I can't these. read this rubbish. Yeah. It doesn't have a signature from the author. Exactly. With a handwritten pronunciation guide. Sarah. <laughs> yes, all authors looking at you. Looking at you over there. If you're going to write fantasy, yes. please include the pronunciation guide. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and that's on period. On period. Yes. So uh, I cannot, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And I think that's another thing. Like, of Blood and Ash, I think one of its faults was that it was compared to A Court of Thorns and Roses. And it does not compare at (laughs) all. Well, we'll, we will talk about that when we both have reread the first novel. We should do like a podcast episode for each book. I am so excited to fall in love again. Because, wow, like, what a feeling. I just can't wait. I just have the shit-eating grin on my face. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, my God. So do I. You can't see me, but I'm, I'm just grinning. Oh, mm, delicious. 
Wow. Ah, so cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, good. I'm excited that you're going to order them. I think that will be really nice for you to have, like, a big cohesive set. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. Like, you know, I'll be poor by next month, but um, at least I'll have my books, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, escape. I'm feeling it, too. The PUA ended, and I'm like, fuck, what do I do for money now? So. I know, dude. Uh, yeah. Like, honestly, excuse me. Hello, American government. Uh, If you're listening to our podcast, Fantasy Time, $127 a month is not enough to live on. Eat my ass. Yeah. Fuck y'all. I, yeah, (laughs) I was ranting about this for the past couple of days. I guess it's not a month. It's, it's per week, but still, sorry. Still, I mean, no, you're totally right. Like the, like either you are, you don't believe that like, people Americans Americans who live in America just abundant in wealth um comparative comparatively to like so many other countries like either you don't believe and I'm not saying like we're American therefore we deserve like I'm saying that they don't believe we are capable of like being taken of just being floated for a couple months while we're in the middle of a pandemic that was handled so carelessly mm-hmm. or like so either you believe that or you think that that amount of money is too much like <laughs> it's too much to like have a living wage like the argument yeah. that six hundred dollars a week or you know four or five three hundred dollars a week is too much of an incentive for people not to go back to work First off, you greedy fuck, because those people, like senators and higher, are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for the rest of their lives. Like, that's just a set salary that they get. So just the greed. And then also, like, why why is it not important for people to have, like, freedom, financial freedom? And, like, it, it just... I'm, I'm not articulating this the way I want to, but it just makes no, me I, so frustrated, this I feel standard. the same way. I get so upset and angry that I have a hard time articulating exactly what I want to say, um, but I feel... I feel the same way. I mean, this morning I sat on the phone with, um, I work for Starbucks. I sat on the phone with Starbucks corporate and had to go through my uh, insurance because like every year I think it's every August they they make you re-sign up for health insurance which I'm very fortunate to work for a company that I have the option to have health insurance through my company but that does not mean that it's free I still have to pay for it um I have to pay it comes out of my paycheck every single month and because I just moved to a new state my health insurance is different now and my my fucking my deductible if anything happens to me my deductible is twenty five hundred dollars so um, even if I, if I go to the doctor for a checkup, I have to pay whatever copay that is. If I have a prescription, I have to pay out of pocket for that because if I don't reach, you know, they won't pay anything until I've paid $2,500 of my own money, which I don't, I don't even have. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, what is the point of even having health insurance? Because it costs the same if I don't have it to go to the doctor yeah. because it's just, it's, and I, I kind of just sat at the kitchen table feeling so defeated because like the fact that this is these are the systems in place that we have to use and we have to go through that like 
just don't help at all. Like, what is the point of even paying for healthcare if you, like, can't use it <laughs> or afford it in the first place? Like, I, I, do you see what I mean? Like, I'm I having do. a hard time no. saying what I what I want to say because I'm so frustrated about this. But like, I just why why can we not just have free universal healthcare and like and be able to go to the doctor when we're sick? Like. And not have to just stay home and try to fight through it or stay home and fight through the pain or, you know, the anguish of, like, feeling ill because and knowing that you can't do anything about it because you can't afford to treat your illness. Like, it's just – it. God, it makes me so mad. No, it's totally – I feel the same way. I think my copay – you know, when I was looking at marketplace plans, um, the copays that I was looking at were, you know – in the, or not the copay, sorry, the deductibles were in, you know, like the $10,000 range, yeah. just something insane. And then the premiums, premiums were in upwards of like $300 a month, yeah. which is just absurd to then pay, you know, like 10 grand. Like you would just have to be on the brink of death, you know, for it yeah. to be worth while, um, so it's, it's so infuriating. So for $600 a week to be too much, um, for it's such bullshit, our elected representatives, you know, it, mm-hmm. in the United States in 2020 is absurd. And the myth that, um, you know, people, it would incentivize people to not work okay, if that was true, then why do you think that is? Because minimum wage is not enough. Because the wage and the value that we put in the majority of work available is not high enough. Do you for, not... for the majority of people. For the, like, exactly. this is the working force of America. Like, the, the, the most, the majority of people. Like, we're not, yeah, it, it ugh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, it just I, uh, like, do you not think that the dude busting his ass at five guys for eight hours straight, like making milkshakes and flipping your burgers, like do you not think that he deserves to like live off of that? Like comfortably, like if he's putting in the eight hours, just like anyone else is at a high paced customer service based job. Why do, why do these people not deserve, like, enough money? And it just, it, so the, the argument that people should um, strive to increase their status in the workforce. Oh, uh, the you fucking know, pull yourself up by your bootstrap shit? That may, um, or like, no. yeah, like the biggest, uh, the biggest argument, I say, I think, for a lower minimum wage is that people should feel encouraged to not work fast food, to not work sanitation jobs, to not work, you know what I mean, uh, agricultural jobs, things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, because it's like, oh, these are these are the bad jobs. Try to get a better one. Exactly. Work harder to get a better job. Exactly. And it's like, no, they're equally as important. Without sanitation workers, our streets would be filled with shit. Like, you have to have – these jobs are important. They are valued. They're necessary. They are, they are needed. And the fact that like our government treats them like shit, like the scum of the earth, like something disgusting stuck on the bottom of their shoe, like pisses me off more than anything because like they are some of the most important jobs out there. And 
and and we like I am a food service worker I've worked as a waitress before you have too like we are treated like we don't matter but everyone uses our services like yes yeah it's uh so that's why I've kind of like vowed to not work food service anymore because like I just can't (laughs) just like you know like I I would if I if it came down to it I would but um I just I don't know how y'all do it (laughs) I just like three years was enough for me I'm good I'm good on that so yeah I don't even know how we got here (laughs) doesn't really matter we're not really talking about books at all. But this podcast I, has I, been a little bit of a wild card. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Whatever. We're getting back in the swing of things. Yeah. <laughs> Paris, would you I, like... So, go, sorry. Go ahead. I keep cutting you no, off. No, it's okay. I, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, it's technically not talking about books, but I feel like these are things that I want to talk about. I, I want... I don't know if anybody would be listening to our podcast, but I, whoever is, like, I want to talk about these things. These are important. These are things that need to be talked about. Like, it's great to talk about books and literature and, and how much we love fantasy, and these are things that make us feel good and help us escape from what is really going on in the world, which is just, like, so fucking depressing and, and has to change because, like, the the – trajectory that the the path that we're going on right now is is only leading to a bad a bad end (laughs) so editing fallon here i'm sure by now you've noticed the discrepancy in sound quality on my end and i'm sorry to say it's about to get a lot worse so instead of thinking about my technological incompetence let's pretend that a miniaturized honey badger is attacking a larval nest inside my laptop okay Carry on. I, I think you're so right, Paris. Like, it does have to change. And also, like, if you are reading fantasy and if you believe in the female role model and, you know, like, the the strong female heroine um, that is beloved for her activism and her, you know, panache and her zest and her willingness to engage in action um and you believe in that and you say that you identify with that you have to put your money where your fucking mouth is um i think is so important like these are not these things are not um uh are you can't separate them because like oh. these stories are informed by our everyday lives Um, and they help escape because there's always like a happy ending and there is, it's a controlled format there, you know, like you're reading with anticipation because you don't know what's going to happen, but the stakes are much lower because it's not happening to you. So you're living vicariously through a character. But I mean, I, I just, I was thinking about like watching, I've been watching the legend of Korra, which, Mm -hmm. um, like, I watched when I was a kid, when it came out, because I, I moved off of my friend's, like, cable, and she had Nickelodeon, and but I never got to finish it, and so now I'm watching it on Netflix, and it is lit as fuck, dude. It is <laughs> awesome. It is so good. The fight scenes, like, the fighting choreography, 
I mean, these guys are geniuses when it comes to creating dynamic cinematography in like the animated medium. Um, mm. It's so good. But I, you know, friends of mine who are like hella feminists, there, some of them are women of color and Cora is a woman of color. She's spoiler, a bisexual woman of color too. We find out later. And she deals with like, it deals with topics of oppression, racism, disability, all these things. Um, and people are like, yeah, I didn't really like Cora. She's too cocky. And it's like, I'm sorry. She's the fucking avatar, dude. Like she's the avatar. She's, there's <laughs> only one. There can only ever be one at a time. And she has mastered three elements by the time she was 17. Like, does she, is she not allowed to be cocky? And also like, she's a 17 year old girl. She's got other shit going on. She grew up sheltered and being taken care of. Then she was thrust into this big city environment. She's learning like so many graces have been taken away for her. So it's just like this double standard that is not only imposed by women by like the patriarchy, but also by other women. And it just, so I'm that my, that's my roundabout way of saying like, if you read fantasy and you love like female empowerment through literature, then like it has to be the same in real life. Like that, that's just it. So if you don't want to talk about like, I don't know, social issues, political issues, like those are the backbone of these books, any of the good books anyway. Um, It's not escapable. So I don't give a fuck. I couldn't agree more. Someone take my soapbox away. Yeah. No, I stay on that soapbox. I... I, I appreciate what you have to say, and I agree. I mean, so, so it made me think of, like, what I just started reading the Court of Thorns and Roses books again, and then the first couple of chapters, like, Feyre is describing her village and the people that live there, and then, the like, the very clear um, line between the, the poor and the rich and that the rich don't help the poor at all. And she's like, oh, my father could be a beggar, but he wouldn't really make much money because the poor don't give us any or the, sorry, the rich don't give us anything. Mm-hmm. They they look down their noses at us. And it makes me think of, like, that is an incredibly true and real thing that happens. Like, here, we just, I mean, we just moved to Pittsburgh. And our neighborhood um, is so different than you drive, like, six blocks down the street. And there are these giant, giant mansions. And, like, granted, they're all, like, old ornate buildings they're like uh, probably from i don't know what what year brady would you say that the the buildings hello hold on sorry his (laughs) headphones on brady what what how old are the like giant mansions around this like do you know what i'm talking about like the ones that we drove past like the old oh probably like 120 100 like at least 100 years old right Mm -hmm. which that's an old building but they've been kept up really well well the buildings that like we're living in they're also 100 years old but nobody's touched them so they're like all falling apart and they're pieces of shit and it's just like the 
the difference in like just walking up a few blocks like how close the poor are to the rich but there's such a clear distinct line between like where the rich live and where the poor live even though we're so close and it just it it's shit like that that like has to be fixed because (laughs) it shouldn't be like that like you shouldn't have to live in such squalor because you just can't uh, you can't afford anything else you know like it mm. yeah it just should not be a thing like invest invest in the whole last country in the whole thing yeah (sighs) that was fun thank you um i'll step off myself no please please (laughs) ma'am we will this is a joint soapbox and the floor is lava so we can't get off we can't get off (laughs) we're here to stay yes jesus well would you like to uh lead us in the uh things we're hopeful for or looking forward Uh, to yes okay things i am excited about in the upcoming week Mm -hmm. brady has not yet started school and i don't get called back to work until october so we both have a lot of free time which has given us opportunity to explore the city which has been really fun and we got to go explore point park uh which is where the rivers um there's like two rivers there and uh it's just it's really beautiful sorry i'm losing my train of thought and and my words it's the one where the the rivers intersect yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there's the oldest building in pittsburgh there uh, which we got to go in. It's really cool. There are these like really old bricks that are like the original foundation, and that was really fun to explore. But we've been walking to his school. Brady's going to Carnegie Mellon, and we've been walking there almost like every other day just to kind of get out of the apartment and, and walk around. And we wear our masks. And something that's really nice about the city is that everybody, everyone, is wearing their masks, which is really great. Um, like anytime you leave the apartment building, everyone has a mask on even outside, which is quite comforting. Um, especially knowing like that we're in a big city that like, I mean, the state of Pennsylvania is not doing very well with coronavirus cases. They have a lot of them. Um, but at least in, in the area that we're at, like everyone is wearing their masks, which feels like some sense of safety. But then we left Pittsburgh and we drove up to Lake Erie for the day to to see the Great Lake. And in the town of Erie, not a single person was wearing masks. The beaches were full of people not wearing masks. And there's a theme park there that's like a water park and amusement park. And it was open and there were hundreds of people there riding the roller coasters, going down water slides. And like not a single person had masks on or was social distancing. So like there's, it's very clear like why the state's not doing very well. because no one seems to give a shit, but at least in the city, they do, you know? Yeah, so. that's good. That, like, that's comforting a bit to see. Yeah, so my, my positive thing is that we have so much more to explore, and I'm looking forward to, to doing that. That so. is lovely. And you guys walk most of the places? Yeah, I mean, there, we have only have street parking. We don't have a parking spot. Right. And when we move the car, the spot's never there and we come back. So I like to just leave the car in its one spot on the street and then we just walk around. So that's, that's it's, nice. That's one thing I mean, that it's, I, I it's wish. It's wet. 
it's wet to walk around, <laughs> but uh, it's still it's nice to get out of the apartment. So yeah, I found that I I had the whole meltdown yesterday because like I don't want to go outside, and I like I live in a gated community, which is awesome, um, but I also like don't live I live walking distance of Winco, but you have to cross something like five lanes of traffic to get to it um so it's like we drive to winco (laughs) like we Mm -hmm. drive because it would take longer to walk because like the cross road is you know like it's just like a pain in the ass so getting anywhere in arizona is a bitch because it's hot as fuck and my ac is also dwindling it's not broke but it's not great and so like everything is hot and my windows are not tinted and you have to everywhere you have to drive it's at least you know like a 10 minute drive to most places um and the driving feels like it takes a long time so that combined with not knowing where I'm going and not having like anywhere that I feel like comfortable just like going out and hanging out because it's also so fucking hot like even if there's a park like I have a a playset and like a park right you know outside my door but it's metal so, like, ain't nobody going to play in there unless you want to get burnt. And so, like, my... You just my, sears your flesh. Seriously. You exactly. Like, these kids are just getting charred. Um, <laughs> getting crispy. Uh, and so, like, my daily walk is, like, to my mailbox, which is on, like, kind of the other side. I'm on the outskirts of my apartment center, and it's in the, the inner ring of my apartment so like I don't want to go anywhere because there are so few incentives like if you want to go find like more nature or something you have to drive and I don't know where anything is where I can just like sit and hang out and I don't really want to do anything outside because it's 110 degrees outside um Mm -hmm. with like zero cloud cover although today it's kind of cloudy which is cool um, so I, I'm a little bit jealous of your city life because it sounds like you can access other places. Like our library is closed. Like I don't have access to the library. They won't let me get a new library card because you can only get them in person. Just like shit like that. So I am just in my house or in Jeff's office. Like those are the two or those at the courthouse. Yeah. So yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Enjoy the outdoors for me, my friend. It's, I will. It's, it is nice. It's, it's a lot greener than I thought it was going to be, which is really nice because, you know, I love, I love trees. I love the green. Um, I love greenery. So it has been wonderful to walk around, like, the park uh, area, which is so cool because it's, like, this big nature area in the middle of the city. Uh, and it's been beautiful. But, I mean, we don't really – we don't, we haven't been going to like fun attractions or like doing fun things other than just like going on walks and then going to the grocery store and coming back here. So it's, it's been nice. It's been a good bonding time for us. Mm, so That's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. I love it. Me too. Uh, I am excited to play Skyrim and I'm mm. excited to read A Court of Thorns and Roses and yes. I am excited to work on becoming a notary and hopefully making more money. (laughs) 
Yes. I mean, I started I started Skyrim too, and I have to tell you, I un- I think I'm beginning to understand why you like it so much because, I mean, Fallon, you told me that from the time you were a child, you felt like you were destined to become a dragon or at least have some like part of dragon in you. Thank you. And um, the <laughs> the character that you play in Skyrim like is dragonborn yeah and like absorbs the power of dragons yeah. and I that happened for the first time last night when I was playing and then I was like oh I get why Fallon likes this game <laughs> yeah dude you literally eat dragon souls like it's yeah. lit as fuck and you speak dragon language so you like yeah. you're like bah! and then you <laughs> like I know yeet the people. shouts the shouts crack me up and Brady knows them all and he's, he's such a nerd he's like yelling the shouts at me he's like oos or fro I don't know them but it's just, Roda. That. <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah yes. oh god yes yeah. uh, I dig it uh, although it's a glitchy game man like some of the quests I can't complete because I can't like the prompts with other characters don't work or shit like that. So it's it's like almost 10 years old. So she's an old gal. But I honestly, I started up again because I wanted to get the platinum trophy, which means you get all of the trophies for the game on PlayStation. So each thing like, you know, reaching level 25, it's an achievement. Um, uh, owning a house is an achievement, things like that. Um, completing certain quests. So I, my goal is to complete all of the trophies um because that's been like my hobby recently has been video game trophy hunting um (laughs) so that's why i started it but i am here for the journey okay tell me tell me what is is your what breed is your character she is a red guard because i never pass up an opportunity to play as a dark-skinned woman um (laughs) so yeah the red guards are like the black folks of um the world of mm-hmm. i think tamriel it, no i think tamriel is a region it's not the whole ass world but it could be the whole ass world um yeah so i play red guard but i um, what's her name her name is dolores uh which means pain and suffering we i think we yes. went over this yes uh, so yes, yeah, yeah dolores dolores and um i also activated mods i i downloaded a bunch of mods i went and did all this research to find like the best skyrim mods for playstation 4 and um the but when you turn on mods it turns off trophies so i started another game where i just spelled dolores differently it's like dolores Uh, (laughs) but she is a um an elf a wood elf that oh that's what my character is i dude i had a feeling i had because i heard she was a, a lady based off of like the fighting that in the video that you sent me but I was like, yeah. I bet she's an elf. I bet she's playing an elf. <laughs> yeah, I am a wood elf. Um, I named my character Hemlock. I love it's it. A beautiful plant, but it's deadly. Yes. <laughs> and um, she's been really fun. I I picked her because you can apparently talk to animals when you are a wood elf, oh, which shit. I haven't done yet. But I think that that would be the coolest power. So I've 
been having a fun time. Oh, and I harvest every single plant I see because uh, I'm like really into the alchemy. I want to make lots of stuff. I think that's the coolest thing that you can like make potions and stuff out of like flowers and, and other like materials. I just think that's awesome. I love that. I used to keep a little alchemy <laughs> journal where I would write down like the, cause I would always restart my game for some reason. Like I, I hated leaving Skyrim for a while and then coming back and not knowing what I was doing. Um, I did not do that this time. I started from, you know, I think I was like level 11 or something. Now I'm like 33. Um, uh, I used to write down all of like the things, but now I, I love alchemy. Um, but I focus on health potions and then, you know, like stamina and sometimes magic potions, but I'm not really like a magic user. So um, mm-hmm. health potions are like my jam and I've memorized all of like the health potion ingredients that you can have. <laughs> um, so like wheat, blisterwort, imp stool, blue mountain flower. Um, there are a couple more too, but there are like, right there are like four things that I collect like frequently and I seek out whenever I'm like uh-huh. in a new town and I'm like, okay, I gotta go get this bitch. Cause she always has like more blister war in there. Or like my <laughs> favorite, when I knew I was a nerd, when I knew I had once again become a big old fucking nerd was when I'm in a dungeon and there are several varieties of um, mushrooms. I can tell mm-hmm. which ones are the ones that I need. Like I can now identify in game, which ones, because yeah. there are three different varieties that are all red. Um, uh-huh. but not all of them are healing. There's only one red one that's healing and it's more rare and that's the blister wart. So I can differentiate <laughs> blister wart from bleeding crown and fly amanita, which is oh kind of nutty. Uh, you, <laughs> big brain. You, you are such a nerd. Such <laughs> yeah. a nerd. Oh my God. So like, yeah. So, um, but I have, I have been immensely enjoying it and I hope that, I hope that you are able to cater the game to do what you want to do. Cause that's like the thing, like if you've already found that you love alchemy, then you'll find the fighting style that you like the most and is most yeah. rewarding to you and stuff. So I know Brady's Brady's like very much big swords and, and axes and things like that. And I'm like, but look, I can shoot fire. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that that's so cool. I also get such a freaking crack out of the fact that like every single skeleton has a coin you gotta get them coins from the skeletons and then like when i got attacked by wolves and i think it's so funny it's like oh this wolf has a stone like he's just carrying around a rock thank you for the garnet sir yes Yes. i I know i was like why do you have this precious gem it just made me laugh so I think it's very fun. It's super fun. I love that too. I am, I love the dungeon grind. Okay. I (laughs) love it. Like I check every burial urn. I check every skeleton body. I, you know, like I know which kind of Draugr is more likely to be alive or dead. I shoot all of those dead bodies. Like I, I shoot all of them with my arrows to make sure that they're all dead. Cause I'm about to get snuck up on. Absolutely not. Like I live for it. And one of the trophies is uh, collect a hundred thousand gold pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am at 75,000 now. Um, wow. I've been working on it for weeks. I started out this game with 20,000 was how I, what I left myself with 
whenever I stopped playing it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the every coin counts. Every coin counts. It's just so rewarding. It's so rewarding. I I'm the same way. Brady plays games very differently than I do, and I mean I've only started playing video games like just this last year. Uh, besides my GameCube that I, what I had. Hell I yeah. Playing, I used to play Finding Nemo on that bitch and I was very good at it. But uh, besides Finding Nemo, I haven't really played very many video games and I've discovered that Brady does not collect everything. I have to. I have to check every single room and make sure that I got everything mm-hmm. because I like supplies mm-hmm. and I want to play the game the best that I can and have all of the shit and be the strongest, and that's that's how I like to play. I like to pick up everything. That, we are he's, one he's and like, the same, friend. He's like, you don't need that pot. Why do you need <laughs> that cup? And I'm like, I don't know. I could sell it. <laughs> I mean, when you you're know? starting out, like, you don't have a lot of high-priced things, but those things add up after a while. If you want to take that's all the tankards, right. take all the tankards, bitch. Because, like, <laughs> later, you know, later, now I'm, like, picking up, a, you know, 45 pounds of armor for... 1600 coin pieces gold pieces and i'm like okay i can't have all these pots all right i get it you know like i have to prioritize now now i go based off of like um a dollar amount per pound like Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i gauge (laughs) my valuables and stuff or like now that i'm into enchanting um picking up things that like i'm gonna sell versus things that i want to destroy and keep their enchantments like there is there's a whole process. And when I was growing up with my stepdad, he taught me about video games and I would watch him play the early Elder Scrolls games before Skyrim, there was Oblivion and before Oblivion, there was Morrowind. And so I started watching him play Morrowind and Oblivion. And he taught me, you sneak and you take all the shit. You look at, you look at every box, every chest, every urn, every dead body. You explore every cave you find like you, that that was yeah. what I was taught in the school of video <laughs> games. And that is how I play. I believe firmly that is how to get the most out of the experience. But I don't know. Brady has done very well for himself in his maxed out orc. So he has. Yeah, he has. What is it? Level 81 mm-hmm. orc is what he's got. Yeah. So. Which that could could mean anything to me. I don't really <laughs> understand the level system, but I am having a good time nonetheless. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. Okay. Well, I look forward to the next time we record. Hopefully, we will both have read again A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh shit. Are we knocking this out in a week? Oh, we don't have to. <laughs> I, I, well, I know if you're you ordering will. them. I mean, it's not going to take me very long to finish no. it because I've read it before and I love it. But um, I, if you, if you, I mean, you're ordering yours, so it might take a couple days for them to get there. Yes, I will see the fastest way that I can obtain them. Oh, maybe I should roll up to a Barnes and Noble, although I'll have to pay full price. Okay, I will. Uh, I will see what I can do to get the books ASAP for the cheapest and with the right covers. This is my new mission. This is my new side quest for the day. Um, but yes, we will have it. I will at least read some of it, hopefully, by the next time yes. we speak. Um, okay. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you, Harris, for just being my friend. I love you. Of course, I love you too. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, we're back in Excellent it. Excellent way to end it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.